Kindness Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushell. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in your community. Episode 5, we're chatting about kindness when going through a breakup. Now, I've got a friend who has just broken up with her fiancé, and things are really, really ugly at the moment. There's a lot of name-calling, there's a lot of resentment, there's a lot of anger. How does one get through a breakup in the kindest way? Yeah, it's really hard. Breakups are never a nice thing to go through. It's traumatic, it's change, it's letting go, and, and usually there's something that's hurtful that's precipitated this need to break up. So mm. it's, it's never an easy situation. I think as a starting point of this process, it's important to remember there's three really special, important people in all of this. There's yourself. And so we need to reflect on how can I be kindest to myself through this process. There's the other person who I've been in a relationship with and they still have all their same feelings and the same things that they're going through as well. And although they might have done something to let us down or to hurt us or to disappoint us, beyond that, behind that, there's still a person in there. And it's important to keep that in mind. And of course, the third part is our relationship. And as much as it hasn't worked and it might not work again moving forward, it's still been a part of both of our lives. And it's still a special thing. Uh, and we should try our best to preserve some integrity in that i mean in this particular situation it's kind of it's the shame i think that she's dealing with because mm. he cheated on him yeah that's and hard it was one of those things where she's now sitting she knows that it's the best thing for the relationship she understands that in her head but in her heart she's got all that sadness and the betrayal and other people knowing. Yeah. So it comes loaded. So I think sure. it's a whole, it's many layers to try and get through to that kind of base core stuff. Sure. And so in the first part of being kind to ourself through this process, I think it'd be really important for her to make space to be able to identify these feelings, identify the different parts of them and, and what they mean for her. So finding people in her life who she trusts uh, and who she can talk to easily and freely about this as a way of understanding it. What are my emotions around this? And then, of course, finding ways to action or express or process those feelings in a healthy way for her that have good consequences to not only her life, but good consequences to managing the end of this process in a good way for me as well. Because I think it's so tempting to want to set up uh, her partner or her ex-partner in the situation as a punching bag for mm. this. I really want to just lay it all on you. And I want to kind of let you feel how I feel in this moment. But that's unkind to him. And in brackets, like, does he really need my kindness right now? Right. But at the same time, when you look back on this in five years' time, you still want to feel that I was the best version of myself in that moment. And I handled it the best way that I could. And by turning him into a punching bag, I don't really know if you're going to be able to connect with that feeling. I think that what makes it even worse is that she goes into social media and she puts a, a version of herself online. So, for example, it will be a raucous girl's night out. Yeah. And she takes the selfie in the bathroom after a couple too many gins. Yeah. But then goes home and cries into her pillow because sure. she's lonely. Sure. Absolutely. And it's that social media thing all over again. We, we're learning so much about 
life and emotions and relationships and, and how we play them out on social media. And unfortunately, I think a lot of us are learning the hard way at the moment because although it feels like a real quick fix, a quick outlet for trying to portray something. That yeah, actually, look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm okay in I'm all cool. of this. Yeah. I'm cool. Okay, we're trying to communicate something, but it's kind of inauthentic. And you don't get the chance to really delve into what I'm feeling and be honest about it and, and find worthwhile ways of, of expressing it. So many of your friends also then you deny them the chance. And you and I were speaking about this the other day, actually, mm. when you presented it as all fine mm. on social media. You're also shooting yourself in the foot in a sense because the people who do love you and want to be there for you are kind of getting mixed messages and they don't know where to pitch their yeah. response either. Yeah. Again, because I spent a lot of time trying to pacify her through this, something that she's really battling with is that she was really tight with his family. Wow. So she doesn't just feel that she's lost him. She feels like she's lost them. Well, loss, that's the word that jumps out for me when you, when you say that. We often associate the word loss with losing someone, losing their life. But there's so many different ways that we experience loss in our lives. And so a loss of a relationship a loss of it, what it means to be in that relationship, a loss of the friends and the family who came with the relationship, the loss of the things we used to do together. It's a whole lot of stuff to actually process. And again, I'm going back to these three parts of, of the relationship. When managing yourself as a part of this, you've got to be kind with that fact that I'm not just letting go of a person. I'm letting go of a whole lot of other stuff that came with that person. Mm. I've got to make space for that. And it's almost like a grieving process. Absolutely. It is like grieving a loss of a life because I suppose it goes through the resentment and then the sadness, sure. then the reflection, then the strength, then the sadness and the resentment. I mean, it's on and on and on. Yeah, loss. We know that when we refer to things like stages of grief and loss, we know that it's not a chronological process. It's not like you're going to feel this and then you're yes. going to feel this and you're going to feel that. And mm. finally, you'll reach acceptance and you'll be okay. Yeah. It's more like a roller coaster where you're going to experience ups and downs, sometimes short, sometimes long in these different stages. So it's really important if you want to be there for yourself. And that sounds like a strange thing to say, but Jay and I, we're both such advocates of nurturing a good relationship with yourself. So it's mm. important to talk like this. Mm. If you want to be there for yourself, mm. You have to be accepting and non-judgmental and kind with yourself when you are going through these different motions. They are to be expected and they're okay. No one ever died from a feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, more than likely, what gets us in trouble is what we do with that feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's a, a real point of reflection here. So I've got this feeling of sadness. I've got this feeling of anger because I'm going through this. I've got this feeling of emptiness and loss of identity maybe. Mm -hmm. That's a hard feeling to hold, but I can hold it while I make a decision about what I want to do with it. Mm. And I suppose, you know, when you say identity, so often we become so fused yeah. to our partner. We have the same friends. We go to the same places. And it's almost like, again, you're mourning that chapter of your life because someone's got to hand it over because you can't both exist in that space anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I think that communication becomes really important here and very healthy, clear open communication becomes important and if it's possible that includes with your ex as well trying to find ways to talk about certain things negotiate certain practical things moving forward what's mine what's yours mm. what i think is okay for you to keep doing and not keep doing mm. who i would prefer you not to make contact with anymore mm. 
but also good communication with all the people around you, including your friends, and letting them know where you're at and kind of what your requests for them are in all of this. Don't just expect them to know what you need or to know what you think is appropriate or not appropriate moving forward, and your family for that matter. Mm. So you're my sister, uh, and I want you in my corner, and I don't think it's okay that you keep uh, texting each other uh, or sending inspirational messages or whatever it is because that makes me feel like you're not here for me. Right. So being clear about that. Yeah. I think, again, from the head to the heart, I keep saying to her, rather let this happen now than happen once you're married and you have children because that becomes a whole different endeavor entirely. entirely. Yeah. So in theory, she knows, and I know it takes two to tango, but there was a reason that he cheated that maybe both parties also need to be responsible, you know, and talking about. I don't know if that ever comes into the process of actually healing. But, you know, when you get into a relationship, someone doesn't just start cheating. There's been a breakdown somewhere along the line. So I think also it's important to reflect on it as a whole, as opposed to that's what you did. You broke the relationship and it's all your fault. Yeah. So I I think there are many reasons why people cheat. Okay. But I, when there's a hard moment in a relationship, I sometimes describe it as a ball of Play-Doh. So here it is. This is the hard moment between the two of us. And, and in trying to understand this ball of Play-Doh, it's a useful exercise to break into different pieces. So this piece belongs to you, mm-hmm. your decision to take whatever was going on in our life and act that out by cheating, right. that belongs to you. Yes. But maybe I've got to reflect on some of my parts in this relationship as well. And maybe... Uh, when I acted like this or I kept saying this to you, I have to reflect on why was I playing that out the whole right. time in the relationship. So the end of a relationship is an absolutely healthy point or moment in our life to self-reflect, mm. to self-reflect on you know, where we did good and where we didn't do so good uh, in the relationship. It's an opportunity to learn. Mm. And where there's regret, we turn it into wisdom. Yeah. We don't turn regret and turn it into a punching bag of someone else exactly. or a punching bag of ourselves. Mm. It's still too fresh for them to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's kind of like there's your side, there's his side, and then there's the truth. Yeah. Do you know what sure. I mean? Because we all sure. come laden with our emotions and perceptions of how that played out. Absolutely. And so that is so true for every breakdown of a relationship or even a hard moment in a relationship. And it's important just to hold on to that. So when I go into my communication with you, I need to be gentle with that fact that what my brain has come up or what my heart is telling me is my version uh, and is my part of it. And I need to be true and open about it, but also be sensitive and open to listen to your side of it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think it's very much at this stage, um, the whole wooden fire escape, you know, building places to retreat that are not long-standing. It's going to be the binge night of drinking with the girls. It's going to be a slanderous post kind of skewed at him on Facebook, but it wasn't about him, but it actually was about him. So for now, I think it's just, it's running the gauntlet until that reflection starts to actually take hold. Yeah. Watch out for those quick fixes in all of them. Yeah. Hey, watch out. I think that honesty is really important. So And I'm talking about breakups now generally. Mm. So not only when there's been cheating, Mm. just generally when you have made the decision inside of you that this relationship is not working for you anymore. I think it's it's always a good tip once you've reached that point to call it Mm. and to say this is where I'm at and this is why I'm here. And as a result of that, I can't keep going on with this. Mm. 
not necessarily in the infidelity example, but in other examples, we sometimes have a tendency to want to, when we think about ending things kindly, we sometimes have a tendency to want to salami slice things. Mm -hmm. We kind of want to do it like in bits and pieces and kind of I'll say this and then I'll say that and I'll give you a hint and I'll give you a clue. And this is like a dragged out process. And I think that has the tendency to be quite unkind because you leave the other person feeling very confused about what the heck is going on here. Mm -hmm. So as an advice to everyone, when you feel like a relationship has run its course, be honest about it and open up that conversation. Be true about what are the reasons why and then call it. I think that's fair for the other person and for the integrity of of what we've actually had. Exactly. The special thing. That for me is the crux. It's giving what was the respect and the love when we came into this, that we should be able to bow out with the same love and respect. Like, let's not break each other on the exit. Yeah, and remember, you know, someone really wise once shared that with me, that this relationship, yeah, it hasn't worked, but it will forever be a part of my story. Yes. It will ever forever be a part of me. So why would I want to completely destroy it and break it down? And actually, there's this three-year period in my life where it's just, Everything now is black about it. That's Mm. just terrible because Mm. not everything in most relationships can be all bad. Mm. And so it's about preserving the good parts of it, preserving it for what it is so Mm. that it also still has a good space in your story and in your life. So in the communication around the end of stuff, be careful of only focusing on what has gone wrong. Be careful also of wanting to personally attack everything. You don't have to do that. You can find a balanced way of having that exit conversation or a balanced way of, of ending this as well, where it's about very specific events or very specific things that have that are happening or do happen in this relationship. It's not just everything or all of who you are. Watch out for those generalized statements like you always did this yes. or you always made me feel like this because, yeah, that's just blowing the other person out of the water. And that's that's not fair either. There's no easy way out of this, man. No. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. In short, hold on to be kind to yourself through this process. Find ways to be balanced in your response to the other person. And find ways to be balanced and gentle with the relationship as well as a way of of not keeping it alive because you've decided that it's over, but as a way of yeah, maintaining some integrity to it. I think also just not reacting in an instant. Yeah. I think that so often we are so emotional that we act out and we're like, oof, I wish I hadn't said that or oof, I wish I hadn't sent yeah. that email or SMS or da, 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 whatever that is. Like, I think that sometimes we just need to slow the moment down. Yeah. Like deal with the rejection, the pain, the disappointment, the heartbreak, the rage. Breathe through it. Write it down and email it to yourself. Yeah. And the next morning, oh, in a quiet, that is such great advice. thought out way, this is how I feel. Yeah, this is what I want to say to you. Yeah. And I've really thought about it. Yeah, so avoiding also those phrases like, it's not you, it's not me, because that's also not helpful. Mm. We think that that's being kind, but that's also not being true to ourselves and true to the other person. So like a true psychologist, I'm going down the middle. Don't blow the person out of the water, but don't also kind of feel like you've got to just run away from what the facts are. So Mm. in that email that you're putting together for yourself of what I want to say, there might be some very specific things that you feel you have to mention. And the example you're talking about, well, it's got to do with the fact that that really hurt me when you couldn't be faithful to me and you Oof. lied to me. And, and that makes me feel like I can't trust you anymore. Yes. Or and, again, anyone or again. else. I mean, that's... Um, yeah. And so as a result of that, I feel like for all of us, I need to be out of this. Good luck. 
We love you. We treasure you. And this too will pass. Absolutely. And when in doubt, know that you don't have to do it alone. There's plenty of support about. We always say you can only eat an elephant one mouthful at a time. But in reality, if you do that, it's going to go rotten. So call some other animals to the table. If you'd like to get hold of us, you can find us on www.kindnesscan.co.za. Paul and I are extremely passionate about going out into schools, uh, into corporate spaces and into the community to just help shine a light on how to kind of grow a kind of relationship with yourself and with others. Go well, everyone. Chat soon. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.